2: Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication, visit doitforumc.org.
1: back welcome back this is jay season two volume 17 brother this is this is a good this is a big accomplishment for us right this is second the second season of a, a show that we kind of debuted uh, around this time last year but listen it's saturday morning right the coffee is hot the philadelphia sports teams are hot Listen, we got a ton to talk about. Welcome in, brother. How you doing? Doing, <laughs> doing well, brother. It's been a,
3: been a hot minute since we've been, been uh, on a show. Work schedule's been insane. I know, same thing for you. Right, uh, listen,
1: if, always if like, I, can, uh, I can appreciate that.
3: It's always rough around the fall time because it's when everything starts picking up, especially, uh, you know, well, I know because you're back to school, obviously, so yeah, in your line of work, it's picked back up already, and uh, retail, obviously, getting ready for Halloween, and then it'll be <laughs> Thanksgiving, and then it'll be Christmas. It's like, you already got this my dad,
1: my dad sent me a text. He went into Lowe's last weekend, and there was already, the, the Christmas display was already up, and I was like, oh my God, I can't, like. Can we please, for the love of God, let one holiday breed never will so happen like, again. It, no, it'll never happen again because it'll it'll just be the convergence of of all of that stuff. But welcome in, brother. Man, you know, listen, we got uh the, the sponsors are along on the bottom. We got you know lots of rain luxury watches, we got team clicks, which is the sports themed uh glass the eyeglass wear. You got shocked energy, which is now part of a group called Level Up Snacks. So they're going. Uh, we got Streaker Sports and Jay. We're we're working on something special. I'm gonna hold it in, but we got uh we got something special that is uh brewing. Nice. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Jay. Let let's let's start. We'll start. We'll talk some Flyers off season moves, and then we'll kind of go around the league a little bit. We'll save our our predictions for the C for the episode right before the season starts. So to talk to just to start at the top, Jay, the biggest off season moves, which we kind of discussed a little bit when we, when we kind of met up in October uh, or not October in August over the summer, right? The biggest change for the flyers over the off season was the coach, right? They bring in John Tortorella who, you know, for all intents and purposes, appears to be the guy that's going to be here throughout this process, um, and I think you're already starting to see some evidence of that in the future, or not in the future, in the in the in the last couple of weeks, in terms of some some guys that have been shifted, uh, and, and shifted based on their performance on the ice. So talk to me about where you are with Tortorella. I mean, I love Tortorella. I always have. I I, I thought
3: you know that what this team lacks the most is heart. Um, well, obviously they, they lack the elite talent level, but they lack heart number one, because I looked at last year's team and it's not that they don't have good players. It's just, they came to every game lackluster that their attitudes sucked. The play on the ice was, was, was sloppy. Yeah. And, and, you could just tell that they didn't want to be there. And that's like, that's like an infectious attitude. And, and it's almost like a disease. Once it starts, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And honestly, to me, John Tortorella is a guy, you know, a lot of people don't like him. But you know what? When you're a coach, you're not there to be liked. You're there to get a job done. Right. And he's the kind of coach that this team needs. Um, a lot of these players, like, you know, we've talked about, obviously, uh, you know my feelings on certain individual players. Uh, I'm not going to get into that because I, I, I don't want this show to go negative. I'm trying to have a positive attitude. It's fresh. It's a new season. I'm, so I'm trying to start out positive and not just kind of go the direction that I normally do um, on these shows. Um, you know, Jay, I, Jay we got to we gotta get –
1: Jay, we gotta get you like a like a like a like a giant case of Philadelphia Sports Kool Aid.
3: Yeah, I I agree because I listen. I mean, I know you and I were tweeting back and forth yesterday, and I, you know I I was even listen. I, I'll take responsibility again. I got I took responsibility last year yeah. with Harper. Yesterday, I made it a tweet in in the heat of the moment during the yeah. Phillies game. I know this is going off base, but I made a tweet that cool. you know the game is over, and of course. Obviously, the Phillies came back. So, you know what? I'm not the first one that's ever made that mistake. No. I think okay. you could probably you go down to my and find about a thousand of them. But I usually yeah. – I tend to get all the grief, and that's fine. I take it. It's a badge of honor. And you know what? Like Like I said, I'm trying to be positive. So, with that being said, I'm not going to go off on a tangent on how there's certain players I don't like on this team. I want to talk about the things I do like, and I yeah. love the coach. I think the coach, you asked me the question, yeah. what are my thoughts? I think John Tortorella is exactly what this team has been missing for a while. Um, he's somebody that's going to – he's not going to put up with bullshit. And as you said, you're already seeing it, and I'm sure there's players that don't like him. And you know what? That's fine because if they don't like him and they don't get better or improve, then they're not going to play. Right. So that's simple.
1: So, yeah, no, listen, you know, the the evidence is showing itself already. Mike, listen, Mike, we're going to try to, to, to try steer said, ourselves fine, away not. from the frustration here. We're going to try to keep it positive. Uh, Jay, I'm with you on the coach. I love what this guy brings to this team um, in terms of his attitude and leadership, I think, in a team that's in a position that they're in where – The talent is maybe not normally where we would want it to be going into a season. I think you're also going to see this coach get the best out of the guys that he has. And he, that, that's, that's part of his MO is to either get, get better than what they have out of those players. So I'm, I'm in for it all. Um, I I love that putting that leadership. I know there were some other guys that people had talked about in terms, you know, Barry Trotz was a guy um, that, that had been discussed a lot. When he turns down that job, um, you know, they, they kind of go to, you know, one a and, 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 go toward a row. I think that might be, I think that might end up being a move that this team, it, it, it will be a good thing that that coach passed on this job. Cause I think this guy is right for the job. Yeah, I mean, um, go ahead. No, I, like I said, I, I think you could
3: have, you know, there, there's other directions you could have went, but I, I, I don't think a guy like Barry Trotz would have been the right coach. Yeah. <laughs> not
1: even. <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I get you, Jeff. Um, Jess, I'm, with, I'm with you.
3: It, like like I said, Barry Trotz, I don't think this team is a team that's, you know, ready to compete for a championship. No, 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 not, that's no. That's the kind of coach that I'd want if they were. So. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they definitely made the right decision. Uh, like I said, I, I think a lot of people will be pleasantly surprised. I think what I'm looking for from this team, the big difference is I'm not looking at the stat sheet and I'm not looking at wins and losses. I'm looking all about effort. Is the effort there? Is the heart there? That's to me as a fan, if that's there. I'm not going to say I'm going to be super, you know, pumped up and happy if the if, if you know if they're the worst team in the league record-wise. But what I will say is at least if the heart is there and the care is there, I'm going to want to watch. And that's really the most important thing. Like what yeah. is going to keep me tuned in? What is going to get my attention as a fan that's yeah. that is frustrated. I mean, obviously a lot of us are frustrated. But, you know, hopefully there's some things coming down the pipeline. I know we've talked to Jesse. He had some, you know, ideas and thoughts of, you know, if somebody else could take over the team and that that's obviously the ultimate thing that could probably turn this thing around. But in the, in the, in the short term I'm looking at is the effort there. And I think you're going to see effort and, and there's guys on the team. Like I said, like they don't have the elite goal scorers. that's going to score 50 goals a game or, you know, get 120 points a, a year. But what they what they do have is some you know nice pesky players that you know are gonna kind of be in your face, gritty type guys. Um, you know, if you're gonna ask me about guys that I'm kind of looking forward to and I want to see progress, I mean, two guys on my radar are Morgan Frost and and Owen Tippett. Like, I would okay. love to see those guys. Nothing more than those guys actually become something because they were high draft picks, right? And you know. I know in Owen Tippett's case, it's a change of scenery, so maybe that does the trick. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I think giving a- him giving him the space with a young lineup might be a good place for him to see a more maybe I'm going to put it in air quotes free version of of him. You know, when he's playing in Florida last year, right? There's a lot of top end talent at the top of that Panthers roster. So I think maybe him being in a position where there, he may be kind of forced to be that guy because there's not a ton of top level elite talent on this team, maybe puts him in a position where he can play a little bit more free. And, you know, let's be honest, like the, the talent on the ice is there. You see flashes of it. So I think, you know, Tippett is a guy that I'm looking at that I got to say, like, I need production out of that guy in order for this team, in order for me to continue to stay interested in this team.
3: Yeah. I, and so, I mean, obviously we probably get into, you know, the roster and stuff, but like, sure. I think the other area that I looked at on this team that was kind of lacking it, it, over the last couple of years is, is a defensive presence. Like, guys that actually give a shit on the defense, you know, because I think we all agree the most important player on the team is Carter Hart. I mean, he's basically your franchise goalie and a guy that we all like were super stoked about when he came onto the scene and, 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 you know, his first year when he had that run and we got the playoffs and we made it to the second round and he really looked like a superstar. And then obviously the rails just went off and it wasn't his fault. And the problem about young goalies is it's all about confidence. And if you have a defense, that's not going to play well in front of you, you're, you're in trouble. And that's why I'm like, I'm super focused on the defense. Like, and you know, we have guys on the defense that, you know, are big name guys. I mean, Ivan Provorov, like we've all wanted him to, to be that guy, but like, every year it just seems like there's just something missing from him. So he's a guy that I'm hoping can kind of get it all figured out. Like, because sooner or later you get to the point where you're like, is it too, you know, is it ever going to, is it ever going to be figured out? Like, that's the question I have. like, you know, obviously a lot of people don't like the D'Angelo uh, acquisition. I mean, you know, and I'm not going to get into that kind of thing either, but you know,
1: we're he gonna keep it strictly talent. on the ice.
3: Yeah, D'Angelo has talent. I mean, yes. oh, yeah. know, with him, it was all off stop, off off ice stuff. I mean,
1: um, listen, what can nothing. he bring to the table? Like that's what I want to see. Right. I think. I think Jay, what you what you see, and even to go back to the coaching, group, like they bring in Rocky Thompson, who is a guy who is notoriously like a ball breaker and and not gonna take anybody's shit from anybody, like. You know, you know, for you sake, know, he has the history of getting in the fight with Evander Kane. Like, he has a history of being a fiery presence on the bench. So, like, I look at between him and Tortorella. If I'm looking at, you know, the they they trade and sign Tony D'Angelo. Like, I I like that from a standpoint of creating a defensive presence in front of Carter Hart, because I think that's going to be a key for this team to be successful. And I'm going to put that again in air quotes to show progress. I think you're going to need someone to be his protector, right? You're going to need somebody who's going to knock guys out of the way in front of the, in front of the net. You're going to need guys. They are going to knock down the like knock down shots Tony D'Angelo is a guy that, if he plays to his talent, you're going to get a really good, productive back end player.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I everything you're saying is spot on. I, I, I think, you know, I go back to the coach um, aspect of it. Like, I think this team has been playing under a culture that's kind of tainted the culture in the flyers you know overall organization is just not where it needs to be and it's hard to change a culture when you don't change a bunch of players so they have a lot of returning players but I think that's why adding a coach like Turrell is important because he will be able to change the culture like he's going to drive the bus like When you don't have players that are like big time leaders, it's important to have a coach that's leader. We talk about it in baseball. It's the same thing in baseball. Like, you have to have, you know, some teams are lucky to have both. But a lot of times it's like you got to look for the mix. If you don't have a coach that's a good leader, then you need strong leadership in the locker room. But if you have a coach that can really be that leader. Yeah. Then it's not as important if you don't have that leadership. If you know what I'm saying, like, and I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that the Flyers don't have anybody that's that can be a leader. I mean, Kevin Hayes, you know, is a veteran and you know, he brings a lot. Um, trying to think, you know, of other guys. I mean, looking at the roster,
1: I mean, I, I mean, Nick Deloria is a guy who they also bring in, right? He's a guy that
0: you know.
2: learn more about hiv testing treatment and prevention at doitforyoumc.org
1: it is going to be that veteran enforcer a guy that is going to look to you know be that presence right be that presence when he's on the ice that and, and listen if they're not building this team through a bunch of top end talent i don't hate this strategy of going on there and having guys that are going to, you know, mess up, mess guys up that are guys. They're going to get in guys way that are going to be guys that are going to enforce. On the ice. I'm, I'm okay. Right. I, I, cause they, I'm fumbling over my words. Right. But like, it's hard to say that, like what, what other choice did you have? Right. You were either going to go this way and, and, get these enforcers to be a more defensive presence type of team, or you were just going to sell everything and be completely young guys and see what you had. And actually, when I looked at it, I was like, I was okay either way. Like if you want to go this route and you want to be that defensive presence team, I'm okay with that. If you wanted to go young, and like young, young, young and and bring all these guys up and see what you have out of the, what, what is the top end talent in your, in your farm system. I was also okay with that. So it's, it's a kind of like, to me this year is kind of like a let's just see what we have kind of year. Unfortunately, you really had no other choice. I mean,
3: at the end of the day, you all right <laughs> no 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 i'm good um, i just got at the end of the day as i said we, we as fans want to be able to observe a good product on the ice and that that's that's really what i'm looking forward to i'm hoping that you know this team has has an energy level that is basically a 360 from last year because last year was just obviously like i said a dumpster fire and mm-hmm. you know i <laughs> It's just you—you you, kind of do get to the point where you're like, "Well, what if?" You know, and it just sucks that to have to ask those questions. Like, a guy like Ryan Ellis, who might not ever play for this team. We—we we, we, when we signed him, like the expectation was like, "Oh my God, we got Ryan Ellis," and like now right. it's, we're in year two, and he hasn't—you know—he's played what
1: three games in his career, you know, Flyers career. And the, Jay, the 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 strangest thing about that is that you've heard nothing. Oh uh, yeah, and then you still yeah. don't hear anything. And that's like <laughs> what the hell is going on? Like it's, it's like it's like he fell into a black hole of hockey.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So you got him and then obviously Katurier. Now I, I don't know. I haven't really saw any recent reports. Like what what's the story with him? Is he out long term or is it only a short term injury this time? Because you know, he's starting to frustrate me too with his injury uh, you know, history.
1: Yeah, but listen,
3: I, it, it seems I, like this I, team is like I, snake bitten by injury too like yeah. I know it, it's it, not an excuse but you have to admit like every single season it seems like they're just hit by the injury bug it, it yeah. never goes away
1: yeah and and does that go back to is it training is it strength and conditioning oh, wow. is it player development is it coaching and I think the where i saw and and this is not this is broken news but like since the ownership has changed hands you've seen the steady decline in all of the off-ice things so i'm starting to wonder right if there is not nearly as much money invested in the off-ice things the training staff the player development the is that are we starting to see a translation with the on ice production because guys are hurt, guys are injured, guys are not developing, and it's now multiple years of seeing uh, a mediocre to bad franchise.
3: I mean, it's a it's a question that obviously we keep keeps popping up, and I I don't know if we'll ever have a full answer, but. You know, like I said, I I think we need to get back to the positives. But, like, so so, what are your thoughts on on Carter Hart? Like, where, you know, as far as his development? Because, like I said, I I think it's hard for me to judge beings that their defense has been so bad. Like, I need to see a a full season of of his play where the defense actually comes to play and, and actually does their job.
1: Yeah, I think you're looking at a a season where you want to see continued progress, right? Because I've been on both sides of the fence. I've talked out of both sides of my mouth and saying, listen, you know, Carter Hart is the guy that you can't move on from because he's the only thing you have that's holding this team's relevancy. And then I've also said at the same on 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 different shows, right, that, you know, is it something that you consider moving on from him because you don't have enough time to be able to circle back when this team will be better again, where he can be at the, at, at the center of that rebuild. So I'm just looking for progress, right? I'm looking for him to, to play more, stay healthy. And if they have these enforcers in front of him, that maybe it makes it easier for him to be more productive.
3: Yeah, because see, I, so I've kind of been on both sides of the fence too. Um, I, I, I tend to say, you know, maybe they need to move on from them because, you know, a, as you mentioned, they're not going to be relevant, but then I remember a guy named Cary Price. And correct. I remember and that's the one, that's the Price really in his career had some struggles and, 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 mm-hmm. You know, it took until the team actually kind of gelled as a franchise and, and kinda of got to a, a you know a further step down the road mm-hmm. where you started to see the you know the 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 the, the results of, of that progression. So I think Carter Hart is young enough that he can you can stick with him yeah. through a rebuild and, and yeah, you know, I know they're not calling it a rebuild. They call it an aggressive retool or whatever the hell they want to call it. I guess Jay, you can phrase it. You can
1: phrase it whatever way you want to.
3: Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is to me is that I still think Carter Hart has 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 an ability to be an elite goalie in this league, and and I, I think he has all the tools. It's just about the confidence. Yeah, that's the no, number one it. thing. It, it, it's not that he's ever lacked. That the physical talent, we know he has the physical talent. We witnessed it. I mean, that right. that's that that playoff run that he had when we went and we almost beat the Islanders was was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he he carried that team that that whole end of the season and then into the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. so I know it's there.
1: It's there. It's
3: yeah, just been confidence with him, and and it's but it's hard to get confidence when 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 the team is just so inconsistent in front of you, yeah. and that's why I said to me I think the number one thing besides the coaching change is the defense being able to actually come together and play together as a unit and and like I said it's not I'm not looking at numbers per se I'm not looking at that I'm looking more of the effort no, no, that's not and, and, with and, it. and when the team is playing bad are they looking to improve are they are, you know is Ivan Provorov staying after after training and is he skating you know on his own is he doing these things that you need to do when when you're not where you need to be like right i look at athletes like and i, I get it i get it they're athletes so we we can't really put ourselves in their position because i'm not making 20 million or whatever they're making a year right but i do know that i look at any type of business you, you know I, i'll just give you an example in retail like you might not be the best at your craft, but the people that aren't born with that natural elite talent, let's face it. The people that are born with that are few and far between. The elite of the elite athletes are, are, are a small portion.
1: Very, very most,
3: small. Most of the guys that get to where they be, where they are, they have to work for it. It's not just It doesn't just come to you. So I look at guys that, that end up, you, you look at their career at the end of it. Mm-hmm. How is their work ethic? And 90% of the time, it's the players that have that good, that strong work ethic that go the extra mile that are the better players. The guys that, that just think that they have the talent, but they're not willing to put in the work they are the ones that end up out of the league. And that's why I, I, I've mentioned it with like Ben Simmons is the perfect example. A guy that has all the talent in the world, but he doesn't work for it and he doesn't yeah. give a shit. And it's obvious if he yeah. did, it would, there would be improvement. Right, and we could go down the list. I mean, there's plenty of guys that, you know, you, you look at and you're just like, why did they not put in the extra effort? I mean, yeah, that Travis connect the- Travis connect And I'm not, like I said, I'm not making this a bashing section, but, if Travis Konechny just started maybe working a little harder and staying after practice and, and, and doing these things, instead of having a holier than thou attitude, like I belong here and I, I made it. No, you haven't made it, bud. You, you, you need to work for it. And that's and what that's, I'm saying. Like, and yeah. that's what's been missing it from this team. It's like, I want to see guys that like, you know, say, I'm tired of this losing culture. I'm tired of it. Like I yeah. want, I want, I want to be better. That's what well,
1: I want to see. And Jay, that's that, that could be where you see guys like Nick Laurier where you see guys like Tony D'Angelo come in and maybe they are that presence in the locker room that can, you know, get on a young guy and maybe force that young guy to say, Hey, listen, I'm staying after. And so are you. We're going to work on these things. And, Maybe maybe have someone in the locker room that is going to be demonstrating what that hard work and effort look like because maybe they've been in this situation where that hasn't been asked of them. And they might be the type of player – like, and Jay, we all know those guys, right, that if if you don't tell them they need to work on something, they're not going to work on anything. So – Maybe maybe those guys are guys that are, you know, guys that bring that aggressive, hard-nosed, tough presence to this locker room, and maybe that helps those young guys. Maybe that gives those young guys that, um just that little, you know, that little kick that they need to maybe kind of just, maybe they're not going to jump to a top-tier player, but maybe they jump. Level, maybe they maybe they improve on one part of their game, and by improving in that part of the game, that positively affects their on ice performances.
3: Yeah, I mean, that makes a hundred percent. Yeah, that's
1: and Joe, a hundred percent agree, right? That the issues with this team are way above the team, the most important issues. Um, and that's that. That could be a whole nother show, um, but yeah, the 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 guys that are at, in the in the leadership positions um, are probably the biggest thing that's wrong with this team. Truly.
3: Well, yeah, and that's hard to change.
1: And that's right, unless you know. And we we've heard whispers on on varying shows, you know, the that the, the leadership group with the Flyers could potentially change at some point. Um, but until that does and until that direction is changed, this team is gonna be kind of where it is, and that's that's hard that's hard to take in terms of seeing what this franchise was and what it could be um so we'll see jay around anything else you wanna touch on Flyers wise before we jump around the league a little bit?
3: No, I mean, I think. Like you said we
1: we'll,
3: the show we do before the season we'll we'll kind of do our preview and our uh you know predictions and sure we can even do our league predictions then yeah. I think today we kind of just review it thoughts Sure, on sure it.
1: now listen jay the the offseason move the biggest offseason move is the offseason move that never happened right in, in terms of the what, what we all thought was the inevitable. And Johnny hockey goes to Columbus when everybody and their mother had him penciled to come to Philadelphia. And that deal just ends up, you know, on, on varying programs and, and podcasts, right. The, the, the word was out there that that entire Johnny Goudreau camp was had their, their mind made up that Philadelphia was going to be his next destination. And the Flyers basically said, we're good. <laughs> I just, I, I, it, I, I don't understand. The, the cost of, of that was, was not inordinate. It was not something that was unattainable. You, you would have had to move some pieces around, but you could have made it work. And it would have worked on a million different levels because this franchise would be, so in, in such a better place, even from a from a just a genuine, genuine, genuine interest point of view. Right. People would have tuned in to see the hometown kid that came home that was playing for his hometown team.
3: Yeah, I mean, we could probably do a whole show on our disappointment and yeah. aggravation and we didn't get Johnny Hockey. But I, I mean, that would have been nice to have a mm-hmm. that kind of a player to to follow. I mean. Honestly, that, that, that's a big deal for Columbus. I look at the Flyers as, like, the last time I had that type of player on the, on the team, the one that, like, I just want to kind of watch just to see then. You have to probably go back to, like, when Danny Briere was here as a player. Yeah. Just, at least for me, my personal. I I mean, Danny Briere was just. You know, a guy that just, he had, he always brought, he always went from zero to 60. Like, he just, his energy level was second to none. His heart on the ice was like, just the guy that I wanted to watch. Like, you know, obviously a smaller guy, like a guy you would never expect to have that kind of talent. And he just, you know, always proved his doubters wrong. I mean, yeah, I I, I think a guy's like that. I always like the smaller players for some reason. For me, it's weird. Mark Jay, Jay, Mark Reescu is like one of my favorites, like all time, and I'm convinced that, that that's
1: a philly thing, Jay. We have the obsessions with the, the little guys, the underdogs, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the backup catchers, the backup quarterbacks, the, the that, that's a philly thing. I, I'm convinced that that's a philly thing that we're obsessed with like the guy who because that, that type of mentality is something that this city embodies. Agreed. So, um, you know, another big offseason move, right, is a guy that that used to be on the flyers. Right. You know, Claude Giroux, you know, ends up back in Ottawa. Alex the ends up back in Ottawa. Right. They, they have a good a good offseason in terms of really making um, themselves a contender in that division.
2: Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforu.mc.org. Yeah,
3: I mean I got to be honest, I it, it's weird seeing Clausher. Gir- I mean it was weird seeing him last year in Florida and it's even more weird seeing him on Ottawa. I watched like a highlight of, of one of the preseason games the other day and I saw he he did well it was, and it was him and the cat. They seem like they have a great chemistry in it. Yes. That's That's that just shows you like You know, obviously the the scenery has changed and obviously he's in a different organization. But Claude Giroux, like, you know, for all the haters, the people that always said that he was overrated. I mean, listen, like, I know he didn't win a championship here, but it's hard to blame one player when, you know, what did the organization do? I mean, like, I look at it as, you know, Claude Giroux to me, really nice guy, guy that you, you know he cares i mean yeah. everyone that always said like he doesn't care like that's just that just doesn't fly to me like because i, I just look at how how ha- he just seems happier like just seeing yeah. him like i don't know it looks like he, he he his age is like less like he looks younger like
1: yeah i mean i think here. that that could that could be a product of him playing you know a lot closer to home right that that idea of being uh in a place where you're really comfortable with does a lot for your mental health. So, like, it it could just put him in a better place where the the pressure doesn't feel like it's nearly as much for him to perform on the ice. And that just makes him play on a whole other level of of, uh, – well, it's a whole different comfort level, right? I mean, I I get
3: get that. that. I I get the pressure level. Like, you know, playing in Philly, we all know it's probably one of the toughest cities to play Mm -hmm. in as an athlete. Period on any on any sport. I mean, whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, or football, because we have such passionate fan bases. Right. But at the end of the day, like I look at guys like that, and I'm like, "How's the talent level around them?" I mean, if you, if you think about it, like we've had a revolving door of goaltenders through pretty much his entire career until Carter Hart got here, right. And you know, once Carter Hart did get here, you know, like I said, you had the one good year, and then it's like almost like the bottom just dropped out of, of, the, of the team. I mean, but you, you know, I, I never like to blame one player. And listen, like I, I I'm critical of, of Drew, but I gotta be honest, I'm happy for him as a fan. Oh, knowing yeah. that he's in as a hockey game. fan, yeah, truly. And I want him. To, I want him to succeed. Like, why wouldn't I? I mean, if you don't, then there's something wrong because. Like, the guy, it's not like he was a bad guy. It's not like he was here and he, like, you know, threw players under the bus. And it's not like he was that kind of player. Like, I, have, I harbor of, no ill will. Kind of always just did his job on the ice and and, mm-hmm. and went home. And and that's all I can really ask for. Like, I mean, you want to want to have an ire against somebody, like, he's not the guy to have your ire. I mean, no, Rurichek? Me, yeah, Voracek. I, I I don't care if you have an ire against him because he was an idiot. He's a guy that blocked pretty much ninety percent of Flyers fans, but just because they, you know, voiced their opinion and like I don't know, he was just a clown to me. But anyway, that was Voracek, guy that had a, a lot of talent, but just never mind. I, I, I no. don't want to get into that.
1: But uh, oh, Jay, yeah, it's okay.
3: Now he'll probably watch on Twitter and, and give us a bad review. But uh, uh,
1: listen. <laughs> I I I'll I'll take the review. It is what it is. Um listen, to you know we we can go uh you know f- to go down to Nashville, right? They Nashville locks up Forsberg to a you know it's an 8-year contract for him, but he's only 27 years old. Um so it's relatively affordable considering um the presence that he brings to that team.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's another guy. Like there's so many young guys like Yeah. To me, 27 years old in hockey is
1: young. Oh, nah, that's these very guys young. Start, huh? That's very young, right? Considering hey, like- These guys like start it.
3: when they're like 19, 20 years old. So 27 right. is like just going into their prime. Um, you know,
0: <laughs> who do you
3: think? I mean, obviously we already talked about Johnny Hockey. Like, Who do you think is the most underrated move? of the off season, like a guy that, I mean, a
1: big name, but. God, An underrated move. Um, wow. You know, I think, I think a move that, you know, that, that we talk about that was a guy that we thought, you know, would have some interest in this, you know, is Kadri, right. kadri's is a guy that is like, top level elite talent and i feel like that that everybody kind of waited for that signing to happen and then nobody talks about it
3: yeah he, he would have been a nice piece
1: i agree mm-hmm. but i think he's like that the the impact that he'll have is going to be it'll be good it'll be good for him and and i think he's in a good spot um but that's a that's a guy that like I thought it would get. I thought it would get a lot more play than it did. Um, you need
3: more attention.
1: Yeah, like more attention. Like I thought it, it it would be like people would be talking about that a lot more. And you know, I just it seems like like ever like everybody waited for him to sign, and then. I think. I think when it comes I think. I think. Colorado
3: always gets slighted as far as national attention, like even when they're good. I mean, because let's face it, won a couple cups, they've been really good the last couple years. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, Nathan McKinnon and you know, the rest of the the roster, but uh, well, actually, I'm thinking Kadri, he was Kadri wasn't
1: on, he was Toronto? or was he no, 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 so Colorado. yeah, so he Colorado, but he ends up okay, in Calgary, so I am right? Huh? Calgary. He ends up he, yeah, he's end up ends up in Calgary. So he with, replaced he replaced Johnny Hockey, Johnny Hockey. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, and I, I don't know if nobody's free. Yeah, and I don't know if nobody's talking about it because you know around here. Is it because well, I'm sure it's in, I'm
3: sure in Canada they're talking about it. I think around yeah. here they're probably not talking about it because either A we're pissed off that we didn't get him, or B yeah. Yeah, we're we're just so stuck on like, you know, focusing on like, you know, teams like Washington with with Ovechkin, like more of the local local teams, but like, you know, yeah, that, that is a really good move. Um, but it hurts Colorado. I, I'm surprised that they didn't try to sign him, but I guess their their cap is um they have so many good young players that I I guess they have to kinda that's what makes it so tough, the, the new NHL. like, and everyone, like, money. everyone talks about, like, you know, well, you know, the Flyers used to sign all these players. And, it, yeah, it was so much easier then because there was no cap. Mm-hmm. So Ed Snyder could pretty much have a blank just write a check, and just bring in whoever he wanted. And those days are right. over. And that's, that's what makes it more hard. And that's why you need a good GM. That's why I'm not – I mean, you know – he talked about Dave Scott, the owner, but like I'm not too high on our, our GM right now. Like that, that I think is you, in hockey. It's so important to have a GM that that's smart, not just with player development and and, mm-hmm. and 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 roster, you know, decisions, but also the the other level now that you have in the NHL with with the cap. And mm-hmm. that's why Howie Roseman is so friggin. Awesome, because he's yeah he's becoming better at the personnel side of things, and he's already been a genius at that part. Right. Whereas with hockey, like I said, there are certain GMs that just seem to not have any idea how to manage the cap and like just some of the decisions that are made. I mean, and we're still paying for that, you know. Obviously, JVR comes to mind. I mean, a guy I'm shocked that is still on the roster. I and listen, I have no ill will against JVR. I just think he's overpriced and he's not giving you what he's being paid for. And that was Ron Hextall. That wasn't, that wasn't Chuck Fletcher. So I'll give Fletcher a buy on that one, but that's, that's part of the problem. Like Ron Hextall, like, you know, I know a lot of people can't stand the guy now because of the position we're in, but I just think that that was one thing that Ron Hextall, even though he, he played in the NHL, as a goalie and we love them when he, when he played and he had a lot of experience at that part of the game. Like, and he's good with knowing players maybe, but like right. his problem was like, we kind of shit the bed in the draft and, yeah. and that side of thing, I think Ron Hextall could use a lot of,
1: they had, a, lot they of had a experience
3: couple, with yeah. because he, they just signed too many guys that just this, you know, the signings just ruined the team. Like, yeah. And that's why you have to be so smart now, like with how you build your roster. So in one sense, it's like, okay, yeah, we don't have like, we don't have an Alex Ovechkin that we have to pay 10, 10 million a year to now. But like the flyers are in a position where they can really get right. The ship. Now, if they continue to shed the payroll,
1: yeah,
3: get continue to get younger. And then you get to the point where you finally have the money to be able to sign a guy that's, Kind of generational or you know difference making player like it's just they've been so locked in with these contracts and, and yeah. it's, it's 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 a hard thing to, to kind of it's you know,
1: it, it's, it's a it's a longer process than i think the flyers are willing to admit right and you know that it's going to take a long period of time where they have to shed those contracts they have to rebuild the farm system build it from the ground up um but then you know you look at a team like Pittsburgh right Pittsburgh's a team that you know has made the you know they've made the playoffs in 16 straight seasons um, and I read this stat and I I had to go back and check they've picked they have not picked uh, they picked in the first round twice in the last eight years so like they they've developed talent they've been able to continue to be in the conversation for the playoffs in the postseason every year and I don't think that that's that's not a far stretch but right but they re-sign right they they re-sign Malkin, Letang, Rust and Raquel to long-term contracts right and those guys you would think that at some point in time those contracts are going to catch up with them. Who's their GM? Talk to me Jay.
3: Who's their GM? Ron Hextall, right? Yeah. After I was just bashing the guy. But but you're right. Like, I think what that shows you is that eventually you can only pay the piper so long before you get burned. Eagles yes. dealt with it. They were able to have a quick turnaround because of the, obviously the Wentz thing mm-hmm. and, and this and that. But like, that works to a certain extent. But see, Pittsburgh's had the ability to do that because they have that luxury. They have a great roster overall. They've yeah. had Crosby a long time of, of those 16 years. What? How long's Crosby been in the league? 12 or yeah, 13 years, is he? Yeah, it's got to be. So they've had top-level talent. They already had it. That's, mm-hmm. that's the difference. And, and you know, we, we've talked about team like tampa bay lightning who basically pretty much built their entire core through the draft they nailed they just nailed every pick and they not only nailed every pick they developed the other guys that they drafted lower Mm -hmm. and that's probably the biggest difference between the flyers and, and those kind of teams the flyers have had you look at the flyers roster it's it's littered with first round picks i mean we have a ton of homegrown talent. It's just the talent has never reached the peak that you would expect to what we thought it would be when you drafted these guys like connect me. Like he's definitely not ever reached where we thought he'd be at this. And listen
1: Um, to to just to speak to something you're talking about, right. And to answer Joe's question, right. (laughs) Who actually has a (laughs) who on this team could you foresee having a good offensive year? Uh,
3: I think Cam Atkinson, I I think he's he has experience with uh, Tortorella and I think he's a guy that I was excited for last year. And I I think overall, I think you'd have to say Cam Atkinson had a pretty decent year. I mean, yeah, he's not a he didn't have eye popping numbers, but like. He was probably one of the best players and a guy that actually I could say brought it 90 percent of the time, so I can't look at a guy like that and say that he's going to be worse this year I think he'll only be better under Cinderella especially because he's a veteran and you know he has the ability to put the puck in the net yep um I think if you you want my under the radar guy a guy I think that's going to kind of take a giant step forward and I'm hoping I'm right on this I could be totally wrong But I think Owen Tippett, I think I I could see him. And I'm not saying he's going to have 40 goals, but, I I, you know, 20 goals. I I would be happy with that.
1: Yeah, I think.
3: I don't think anybody on the Flyers is going to have. You want a great year offensively, Joe. I I don't think anybody on this team is going to be in the top 100 in scoring. Like
1: No, like, and Jay, we had that conversation multiple times, especially through the end of the season. It was kind of like the running joke where we were like, okay, where is the Flyers' highest scoring player in the top 100? Yeah, right. And it's true. Yeah. right, right. And, but but the but the funny thing was is that every time we checked, that number yeah. got lower. And where where they were in terms of having their highest yeah, player, and where it ranked in the NHL, just kept dropping. And meanwhile,
3: and dropping. you had teams like Tampa Bay that had like five guys in the right. top 50. Like that's right. just, that's that's yeah. the, the talent level disparity. It's the best telltale sign, right there. It's like, yeah. and yes, I know it's not all about numbers. Once again, it's it's a team sport. It's 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 you're gonna
1: have you're gonna have to lose your ice. eyeballs this year.
3: But yeah, it's not. You're not gonna look for that, Joe. I think what I can promise you is that this team will be, um, there will be passion on the ice. It will be a better product to watch. You know, I think they're gonna be better defensively. Uh, I don't think you're going to see a lot of those blowouts that you saw in the pre- previous two years where Flyers lost nine to nothing. I don't think you're going to see those kind of games this year I, because I think Tortorella won't stand for it. If yeah, that I- happens, head, heads will roll. Like There will be guys that will be cut. Like I, I can guarantee you right now that Tortorella did not come here unless he had a lot of say in player roster uh, decisions.
1: I, 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 I can listen, guarantee I, I you so. that
3: John Turrell is the kind of guy that if he's not liking the direction this organization's going, he's going to speak his mind. He's not yeah. afraid, dude, because he knows he can go back to being an analyst. He doesn't give a shit.
1: No. In his right. mind,
3: like he will be able to tell Chuck Fletcher, yo, I, I've, I've, you know, I, he, he'll go in there with a plan. And when these guys don't perform, and he sits them, and then they he puts them back, and they still don't do what he says, right? I guarantee you, there's going to be trades. There's going to be guys yeah, yeah, here because Turrell is going to, like I said, he'll go to he'll go to management and he'll say, "This is my plan. These guys don't fit into that plan.
1: Let's move on. Let's move." Hmm? Yeah, and Jay, Jay, my, the two guys when Joe when this question popped up in the comments, those were the two guys that I had thought about. Right, Atkinson because of his history and Tippett because of the potential of what this team could be. Right, and you know, and and Jay or Jesse, you know, I I I I hope that this year is a lot better than people think, and I hope that they play really well and surprise a bunch of teams um, in terms of you know not the expectations for this team right now. I think are at an all-time low. So I think the only way to go is up in terms of what the production on the ice could be in relationship to how this team produces. Um, You know, and, and, you know, he's saying here, you know, towards being here is a prime example of, you know, not go. Okay. So yeah, listen, he absolutely hated losing, would not sign on. Absolutely. I think I think if he, he is not the type of coach that is going to be your, um, he is not going to be the flyers version of Brett Brown, right? He's not going to be here and just kind of be here through some kind of like shit show where it's just below level talent. I think he's here. I think it's going to be a slow build for him to be able to start to shape this roster and Jay, you might see offseason or in-season moves where you're able to get those players uh, that he needs in order to run his system efficiently.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't expect the team to be god awful. No, I think I, Jesse, I think Jesse's right. I think they're gonna surprise people. I, I'm I'm not ready to go out on a limb. I, obviously, we're not doing our predictions, um, but I'm not gonna go out and say that they're gonna you know make the playoffs. But what I will say is I, I look to, for this team to be better than people expect. As Jesse said, like there we go. the product on the ice is going to be much better than last year. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people aren't believing that. I think there's people out there that are just saying, oh man, the Flyers, is just suck. I and mean, they're, they're going to suck forever. And
1: yeah,
3: it's totally not true because Tortorella, like I said, I, I think you cannot understate the importance of a head coach that's going to actually have this team firing on all cylinders and, and have, there's going to be direction.
1: Correct. Right. And that's, and the, and to speak to Joe's point, right. That it's that shot of adrenaline that kind of keeps people accountable throughout the season. Um, and Jess, you're asking about, we, we did kind of insinuate the conversation about Cam York in terms of the, in terms of the accountability. Right. But Jay, what what was your feeling about the, the idea that, how they handled the cam york situation
3: i think it was great
1: it sends it sends a very clear message
3: i i don't care about your pedigree i i've said it that and that either does tortorella right tortorella is gonna make examples of players and he's gonna do it in his he's kind of he i call him an evil genius like his message (laughs) just comes across like it's not really even directed at like, he doesn't care what anybody, he's not worried about what we think. He's worried mm-hmm. about getting this team better. And he's not worried about what the players think. He's doing what he thinks is the right decision for the team. And I like that. Who, who can fault a guy that's going to come in and actually hold people accountable? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what this team has been missing forever. I mean, shit. It's a breath of fresh air to actually have a coach that, you know, is demanding his players to be better. Yeah. I mean, isn't that a coach's job at the end of That's, the day to get your team yeah. better? So yeah, I, I think it's I'm awesome. Good. I mean
1: Yeah. Um listen, I, I, I love the, the the idea of accountability is exactly where I'm where I'm at. Right. And you know Joe's asking about you know connecting. Um it could happen, Joe. It could happen where that, that welcome is just exhausted, and that could be one of those in season moves, Jay, that you're talking about, where it's not working out here, and they decide to move on. Um, yeah, and and Jess, you're you're, with, you're you're slightly more you're you're a little bit more plugged in on this than we are, but yeah, I think that the idea that he was not the best in camp um and i think it really does do a great job at showing the players who's in control right and who's making the decisions on this roster is the guy that's going to be standing behind the bench
3: yeah and i i, I had mentioned that earlier in, in the show that mm-hmm. you know he truly would not have come here if he wasn't given a Large portion of, of roster control. Like, I can guarantee you that was a sticking point when he when he was hired. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's never been a guy that's going to come here and just be kind of a, a, a figurehead. You know. Agreed. There's a fine line when it comes to you know GM and coach relationship. You know, at the end Correct. of the day, the general manager is kind of in charge of, of player personnel and roster decisions, but. The coach is is the one that's managing the day in and day out operation of the team, so you have to have a co- You have to allow your coach to have that autonomy, because if he doesn't, it's almost like sending yeah. a mixed message. Like that's why we always have like these questions when you hear these reports of like Howie Roseman like telling you know. He certain players he wants to play. Like, I remember we heard that about Rager and this and that. And it's like, dude, dude it's, it's frustrating. Like, it, you have to let your coach make the final decisions because at the end of the day, <laughs> the best players should be on the ice. And, and that's why I'm confident because I think that no matter what, you're going to see a better product. You're going to see that energy. You're going to see that, that fire. And you're going to see guys that are like, Seeing this, seeing Mm -hmm. this play out, and there's probably guys in the locker room right now, and they're saying, well, you know, Cam York, you know, he had this pedigree. He was a first-round pick. You know, everyone claims how great he is, and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's the next defensive one guy on the team. And, and you know, oh, wow, he got sent down. Well, I better watch my ass because I could be looking for a job. Like, that's the message that Torrell sends by doing that.
1: Absolutely. And it speaks and I think, volumes I think
3: of, of how his it speaks volumes to the amount of control that he does have.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think it's a good message to send now. Right. To do that at the beginning of the season and set that message. Right. It's kind of the equivalent, like for me, like I know that for me at the start of the school year. I gotta I gotta hit them hard first because I can always walk it back a little bit, but I can't start I can't start the year having a party and then two weeks later try to you know start enforcing the rules. So I think where they are in terms of the approach there is great. Um, I think it's a good place to begin. Um, Come but, in
3: like a lion, leave like a lamb.
1: Correct right but you know listen Jay before before we jump out right I gotta I gotta share our right our, our new project that's that's kind of it, it it's it's on a slow trajectory um but if you're a Flyers fan if you're a Philadelphia sports fan if you're watching a game if you're feeling like you want to chime in and you want to have your 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 voice be a part of our show right we've got a new uh a new segment that we're incorporating into each one of our shows um, where we have a call-in line. You call in, you leave a message. We play it on the show, we talk about it. So doesn't matter if it's Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, Eagles, listen, at this point, we'll take any kind of hot take you want, any kind of sports related comments. Um, We got the Broad Street Line. This is the Broad Street Line, where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports
2: hot takes. Call two six seven four zero five three zero six two and show us your passion for Philly sports. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 830 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat.
1: So if you're out there, if you're, you know, if you're tailgating, if you're watching a game, something sucky happens, you're pissed off, you're mad. We want to hear it. We want it to be a part of our show. Um, so, You know, chime in, get those things in. We're really looking forward to having that be something that's going to start to grow and be more of a part of our show. Um, Did we have any any calls? We have not had any Flyers-related calls. We've had a handful of Eagles calls. We've had a handful of Phillies calls. Um, But we have not had any Flyers calls yet. I'm sure as the season starts to evolve, I'm sure we'll have a handful of our friends chime in and (laughs) And voice their frustrations.
3: Maybe Merle Reese will drop back in. <laughs> Merle Reese dropped in on week maybe one. While on well, in the hockey show, maybe, uh, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, let's see, who's the other guy? Coatey. Maybe uh, we'll Coatey will you. make an
1: appearance. <laughs> uh, I would love it. I would love it. Jay, let's roll into final thoughts, brother. What do you got?
3: Final thoughts. Uh, just as I always try to do, you know, show some love for your fellow you know, friends always just be there, reach out, be an open ear. Uh, you know, it's it's tough. It's going into the holiday season. Uh, this is actually, mm-hmm. you know, for people that struggle with mental illness, mental health, it's it's probably the most difficult season of the of the year. It, it, we're going into this holiday season, and and um, it's very difficult sometimes for people that don't have a good you know, strong friend base or aren't close to their family, you know, and it's hard for people that are close to their family and are able to have those functions to go to and have fun to relate to people that don't, because if you're not in that shoes, it, it's very hard to understand that. Yeah. So just be aware of that and be mindful that not everybody's actually happy when it comes to this time of
1: the year. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think, Be you know, being, being the voice not not necessarily being a voice sometimes people don't need you to have a conversation with them sometimes they just need you to listen um and, and i think that that speaks into that empathy piece where you, you you really start to you know understand where someone's coming from and not necessarily have to give them a solution either
3: yeah i mean great point yeah. like yeah. you know a lot of times it's just being there for somebody like but also being aware and mindful that a lot of times people uh, that struggle with depression and, and and anxiety, many times they 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 uh, they avoid people. They they kind of isolate and they self isolate. So if you haven't sure. heard from a, a friend that you normally hear from all the time, just check in. Make sure you check in because a lot of times they won't tell you that they're struggling. Yes. They just kind of back off. So you kind of got to be able to read the signs and, and kind of, you know, understand that when you start seeing a difference in patterns, that sometimes mm-hmm. might signal that that person's kind of struggling. Um, but just be be aware of that. Be mindful because you can really make someone's day like just by like, you know, if you're not the, the type that normally reaches out to somebody and you just all of a sudden out of the blue reach out, you could actually help that person because like yeah. a lot of times you won't know it. They're not going to come and tell you, yo, I'm struggling with depression. Right. Like Most people are scared to, to open up about that. I mean, obviously, you know, you know, I, I kind of thrive on it, but there's times even myself where I struggle and I've, I've, I, I know that you've reached out to me like numerous mm-hmm. times, like Jay, I haven't heard from you in a while. Like, you okay? And yeah. just hearing that can, can make somebody like kind of snap out of it. So just be aware yeah. of that. And like I said, I always bring it up at this time of the year because it is, it's very tough in the holidays. Like,
1: yeah, no, it's definitely something we want, definitely something we want to talk about. Continue to bring it into the, into the llama. And Jay, to just to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, right. To, to talk about, you know, you know, something that I shared on Wednesday night. Um, and I want to just bring it back again, just for, you know, this, you know, what might be a different audience. Um, I saw an article about John Cena earlier this week. Um, And John Cena just recently, and I don't know the exact day and time, right? But he just recently set the Guinness Book of World Records for most make-a-wish wishes granted. He has granted somewhere between 650 and 700 make-a-wish wishes, um, which, again, speaks to more of his character than anything else that i would ever think of um so huge shout out to him huge kudos to him for bringing that um that awareness to something that you know is important for the people that are asking for those wishes considering the situations that they're in so that's pretty amazing yeah pretty cool right like like and, and you know the fact that he's doing them in different cities and he's doing them in uh, in different you know all, all over the world is, is just a just a huge huge deal. Um, so listen, Jay, before we jump out, right? Uh, I wanted to share something we had uh, on on our drunk on the fighting show the other night. We had guys from from the Drunk Phils fans, which is uh, it, it's an account on all all social media platforms. They do a lot of really cool. Um, interactive stuff throughout the games, um, but they have a really cool, exciting project that they are working on today that is debuting at a local brewery, Von C Brewing in Norristown. Um, they are going to be debuting their 700 level lager uh, for a limited release uh, today between uh, 12 and 4. So, if you're in the in the Norristown area, if you're around the Elmwood Zoo, uh, you're pretty, you're right around the corner. Um, so, you know, wanted to, to give those guys a shout out and just, uh, something that, a, a cool project that they're working on. Um, and, uh, just, you know, excited to share anytime we have anything going on in our, in our social media community, you know, want to try to get that, that news out there. Um, and not for nothing, Jay, but pretty cool design. too. I love it. And that, but, so when I was talking to them, so all of their artwork is all, done by their guys all internally so and one of the guys i'm not sure who but one of the guys uh in these images is actually the artist it's like a self-portrait of one of them i don't know who but it's one of one of their one of their admins that's a pretty impressive beard he would give uh, phil a run for his money right so jay with that brother um i feel like considering what's going on in philly sports it's only appropriate Bring to bell. be to go out with Uncle Jack. Hey, I, I, listen to this guy. Tell me how you're feeling here. You're screaming. I am stoked, baby.
0: You're screaming like it's still the game going on. Oh, we're talking about the fightings here. The fightings. Said. 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 Should- Mary When you have a busy afternoon but also have an appetite for adventurous new recipes, try any of Blue Apron's 60 weekly offerings including health-conscious meals featuring pescatarian and vegetarian favorites. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW Recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary.